if we were having dinner and somebody came up and started playing at our table like a little mariachi band. that would be weird really like yeah it would just be like i, I wouldn't know what to do See, like do i continue to eat or do i listen stop and listen to them wow th- there are or... layers to this because <laughs> now that's the, the sarah hates the one-on-one but now it's the one-on-one plus the the, the musicians <laughs> yes. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You made it here, you love romantic comedies, we do as well. So, this is a show where we rewatch rom coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide does it still hold up? Today we have Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you throw us a follow. You can also rate podcasts on Spotify. So, Feel free to do that. There's also a bell icon there to be uh, updated on new episodes. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave a review. And if you want to reach out, Instagram and TikTok at Romcom Rewind. So we have a message from Christy. She says, hi, I've been wanting to suggest a movie. I don't know if y'all take suggestions or anything like that, but I'd love I'd love it if you watch Letters to Juliet. I love your podcast. Y'all really make my day. Thanks a lot. Oh, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, Christy. Letters to Juliet. We'll have to put that on the list. Yeah, that's a good one. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is a 2008 romantic comedy film directed by Nicholas Stoller. He also did Get Him to the Greek Neighbors five-year engagement. Um, the film was actually written by Jason Siegel and co-produced by Judd Apatow, which is why it has that kind of Judd Apatow feel. Totally. To it. it totally uh, does. And a lot of the same actors and actresses that you often find in his movies. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is the story of Peter Bretter, Jason Siegel. He's a musician. He's currently working on a CSI-style crime scene show called Crime Scene, Scene of the Crime, which I think is a pun about how... Um, Horrible and stereotypical those types of shows are, but he does the music for that show. He is also dating the star of that show, which is Sarah Sarah Marshall, Marshall. played by Kristen Bell. And as you might have guessed from the title, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, spoiler alert, Sarah breaks up with Peter off the top, his life is in shambles, and he kind of takes this journey, both mentally and also physically, to Hawaii to clear his mind, take a break, reset his life, and ultimately, hopefully, forget about Sarah Marshall. And then, you know, we clearly find love along the way. And can I say it is February. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Happy Love Month. We think this movie is perfect around Valentine's Day, especially with the significant other. That's why uh, we picked it for here. So what are your thoughts on forgetting Sarah Marshall? Hey, you got here fast. I got a surprise for you. Peter, as you know, I love you. Are you breaking up with me? Pete, are you, um... (laughs) We're leading different lives. It's like you're standing on the dock and I'm in the lake. Sarah, I swear to God, I'll jump in the lake like a merman. Do you want to put some clothes on? Would you like to pick out the outfit that you break up with me in? Sexy crime fighter Sarah Marshall has been spotted cozying up to singer and notorious Lothario Aldis Snow. (laughs) She's dating somebody. And until I do the same thing, I'm going to feel like I want to die. So this is one of my absolute favorite rom-coms of all time. I've been I've been wanting to do this movie for a really long time, but I feel like when we did it, I wanted to do it justice because it is such a true gem. I love this movie. My rating is going to be probably really high, so uh, beware. But um, no, I love this movie. This is like a rom-com 
sort of masterpiece, like a modern rom-com masterpiece for me. I agree. I think it's like a new classic. Like you think about classic rom-coms, sure, like Pretty Woman, Sleepless in Seattle, you've got Yeah, like there are like the classic amazing rom-coms that are historic, like, you know, timeless. This one is like a modern day rom-com that is just belly laugh you know it's such a feel-good movie i love it it's in my opinion it's it's nearly a perfect movie it is jason siegel is so lovable uh so is mila kunis i think they work extremely well together i think the beauty of this movie is that each member of the cast was put into the exact perfect scenario or role for that person to succeed you know jason siegel i think peter bretter is so similar to his character in how i met your mother and we all love him in that show you know, sweet, lovable guy, mm-hmm. guy next door sort of vibe. Teddy bear. Yep, yeah, a, a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Mila Kunis works at the hotel. She's she's kind of on her stuff, but maybe a little bit of a drifter a little bit. Kristen Bell is the pretentious Hollywood girlfriend. Russell Brand. Russell Brand really is Aldous Snow. Like, they did a sequel just for him. Yes, they because did. Because I think he did so well in this. And even, like, Jonah Hill, Paul Rudd, these are some of their best, like, bit part characters for those two, I think. Yeah, Jonah, <laughs> Jonah Hill in this movie is really weird. Oh, he's so strange. His he's character's so quirky. Off-putting like, a little bit, but it's it okay. Is, it is off-putting. No, <laughs> it is off-putting. That is 100% him. But it's, like, done in a really Jonah Hill great way. Like, it's not super off-putting if that helped like you well, know you know what i find fascinating about jonah hill and his character in this is that he is so funny but he's so uncomfortable that you can only put him in yeah like three <laughs> or four scenes and then they do get him to the greek they're like oh we got to totally change his character oh because God. that would be yeah. too much of this weird guy which was wild that they did get him to the greek after this one obviously but his character is completely different right and it kind of threw me for a loop because I, I am not a big fan of that when, like, let's say a franchise has, like, f- five movies and they change the the actress or the actor halfway through. I hate that. Like, don't change Superman halfway through, you know, Batman. Batman is a great example of that right now. How many Batmans have we done in the last five years, six years, yeah, but, where we've changed Batman? But that's like that's like a reimagining. Are you talking more like, I feel your vibe is more like Vivian Banks will always be the original Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Is that your vibe? Uh, no, you know what? I'm. I was okay with the, the change. I mean, like, not okay, okay with, with the, the Aunt no, Viv no, no, switch. No, 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 no. I wasn't okay Whoa. with the Aunt Viv change, but it wasn't. I don't know. I feel like I wasn't like I didn't watch every episode of that that show. So that one's a hard one for me to. Like We're you loved a lot it. About you you right love now. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Who doesn't love Fresh no, Prince of Bel Air? Sarah, everybody loves Fresh Prince, but I'm just saying. There's only one Aunt Viv, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The poor second actress that came in after that. So the movie opens up with him getting broken up uh, by his famous TV girlfriend in his living room. Sarah Marshall. Sarah Marshall. He is naked. Um, And he like has an inkling that there's somebody else just because like of the way things are going. But the hilarious part is that he's naked and she continues. She she tells him to get dressed and that he doesn't want to get dressed. So she proceeds to still break up with him. While he's standing there naked. Oh, of course. You, you got to power through. You got to. What an awkward situation. So Peter Bretter is at home. He gets out of the shower. Sarah Marshall comes home, breaks up with him. He drops the towel. We get a full <laughs> Jason Siegel penis we in this. We do. Yes. Multiple <laughs> times. They made yes. it a point to really show off his. Uh, <laughs> he was pecan. feeling confident in yeah. 2008. <laughs> I know. He right? was like, I am all man. <laughs> That's a lot of Jason Siegel dick right there. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I is it you got to keep going. Like she did the right thing. Even though he's naked, you just got to push through. You got to you got to finish the breakup. Do you? Like I feel Wait, would you stop? Like I might I might throw like a pair of sweats at him and just say like put it on, sit down, you so know. So we're breaking up right now. I happen to be naked. You're like I can't handle the nakedness of this. Well, okay, does this go back to and how you how I met your mother situation where it's the naked man? Do you remember those episodes? Yeah, so the thought process was if you just get naked when you're like at a girl's place three or she's at your three place. out of five times you'll get you'll get the girl. Even yeah. though even though you're not attractive, even though you it's not going well the date as if you if she goes to the bathroom and she comes out of the bathroom and you're naked, you're gonna get some. Yeah. That is the naked man. It could have happened that way. Maybe that's why Jason Siegel or Peter didn't want to get dressed because he's like, oh, maybe I'll just skip the the breakup and we'll have sex. Can you not break up with somebody if they are because they're naked? <laughs> I don't know. I've would never... the naked man work on you? The naked breakup man? Okay, so that's such a good question because I don't think it would work on me. Like... I was gonna say. So like, what do you, what do you? Let's play out the scenario. Hey, we need to talk. Hold on. Run to the washroom, get naked, come back. I just, okay. I just think Let's if you're it. gonna go to somebody's house and like you you have it in your mind that you're gonna break up with them, it would throw you for a loop. So like you'd want you'd want them to be clothed because like while you're breaking up with them, the whole time you'd be like, They're naked, but I'm trying to break up with them. They're naked, but I'm trying to break up with them. Like that's what would be going through my head. Would it not? Yeah, I'd be like, There's this schlong right there. Like I can't Is that focus. really distracting for you? No, but like you know it's there. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then he has a really nice butt in this too. Oh, do you think? I think so. I mean, it's not hairy. Okay, so you're just like fully checking Jason Siegel. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what this was. Listen to you Sarah wanted a here. lowdown of the naked man. I could not break up with Jason Siegel. Like, you know, I'm thinking about his dick. He's got a nice butt. I mean, I would now, throw him a really pair feel. of sweats. <laughs> So he goes to um to the bar with uh Bill Hader. I think is his cousin. Like they're related somehow. He says brother. So I think <gasps> Oh, their stepbrother. I think their stepbrother. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so shows up there, p- picks up some girl, brings her back to his apartment, have sex and then cries. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I would do in that instance if like the guy I just had sex with started to cry. Well, you know, she's got a lot going for her. She's um going to be the presidential advisor. That's the same actress from Long Shot. She is Charlene Theron's handler in Long Shot. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Yeah, I noticed her right away. I'm like, oh, oh my wow. God, that's Charlene Theron's uh, person. Yeah, I don't know what, I, like, that would not be a self-esteem booster for myself if, like, the guy I just had sex with started crying. You've right never after. had that happen before? No, I've never had that happen. <laughs> Have you had that happen? No. <laughs> Like, that's a good thing. Why? What? Clearly, he's not ready. Anyway, he goes to see his pediatrician because he thinks he has an STI now and who tells him to go literally f*** everything. I had sex with this woman who I barely even know. I'm really scared that I have an STD, doc. Peter, I'm a pediatrician. Have you noticed you're sitting on a fire truck? So he decides that he's going to go on vacation to a place where Sarah and him used to chat about going to when they would go to Hawaii. He gets there, and Sarah Marshall is there. He thinks by herself, and then realizes that he is with that she is with Aldous Snow. But we get our meet cute there. We do. So Peter goes into the hotel. Um, he walks up to the front desk. Who's there? But Rachel, Mila Kunis. Yes. And she informs him, "Listen, there's nothing available if you don't have a reservation. 
<laughs> Which, like, have you ever showed up to a resort in a different, like, part of the country with no reservation? Peter Brother's having a tough time here, Sarah. Clearly. He's not thinking things through. Not. So, yeah. uh, she informs him, no room, sorry, bro. He says, all right, well, that's cool. And then he sees, dun, 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 Sarah Marshall. Sarah freaking Marshall's here. And Rachel, Rachel's like, oh, yes, Sarah Marshall, causing a buzz among the uh, guests. And that I, I actually, this was close to my best scene. Really? Just because I love the way they interact. Oh, yeah. It's Sarah Marshall from Crime Scene. People are excited that she's here. She's my ex-girlfriend. We broke up three weeks ago. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. All right, this is fine, right? Sir? It's totally fine. Okay, there she is. Did she see me? Uh-huh. Is she coming over here? Yep. I wish I wasn't wearing this shirt. Fair enough. Why don't you try to unbutton it? <laughs> what do I do? Uh, maybe unbutton your shirt. He oh, unbuttons one. Mm, button that back up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, then we find out that Sarah Marshall is here with Aldous Snow, yes, played by Russell, Russell Brand. Brand. What would you do if you showed up to like a hotel on vacation and your ex was there that you recently had broken up with or had broken up with you? I think that's worse, broken up with you, yeah. Yeah, broken up with you. You um, you stay at the hotel. You you make a firm stance. Really? Oh, I'm staying here and I'm having the best time of my life. So you'd make an effort to like do everything and like be super happy whether it's fake happy or not. Exactly what okay. Peter Brutter does for the back half of this movie. Like when he's having uh, fun with yes. Rachel and the other staff, that's what you got to do. You got to be having fun. You got to be living your own life. Hey, I'm thriving without you here, Sarah Marshall. But I think that's like great. at the point where he is in fact over her. Yeah, exactly. But so. like even if it even if you're not there yet, you just got to put on that facade. Okay. Mm, okay. I agree. So, Rachel hooks him up. She she actually cuts into the conversation, which I thought was such a... Oh, I know. She's a gem beyond gems. So are you um, staying here as well? I'm not, as a I'm sorry. Excuse me, Mr. Breder, Ms. Marshall. Um, but we were able to book the Capoe Suite Freezer for four nights. He turns around to Rachel and says, listen, very kind of you to save my pride there, but I can't afford that. And she's like, honestly, nobody ever stays in it. Just, like, clean up after yourself. Have fun. So now... Peter Bretter is at the same resort as Sarah Marshall and Aldous Snow. Do you think this is Mila Kunis's best movie? Not TV show, because she was in that 70s show. But do you think this is her best movie? Do you think it was better than No Strings Attached? No, yes. not No Strings Attached. Uh, Sorry. Friends. Uh, friends with Benefits. Friends with Benefits. Just Friends is something <laughs> different as well. God. Um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll do you one better. I think this is her best role, period. Yeah. I agree. I was not going to put up a stink about it. No, I'm saying better than that 70s show. (gasps) Oh, okay. I love Jackie and Kelso in that 70s show. Yeah, totally. That's what I mean. I need to separate it. They're great, but but no, I'll I'll lump it in. I think she's still better in this one. Really? Yeah, I think she's so great. She is so just, you can't not love her. Her character is very endearing in this, and it's very charming, and it's lovable. And even when she like goes nuts on the beach... Um, later on in the movie with when her ex shows up like she's still like she's like a little like a little animal that you like need to hold back and you're like oh she's so cute when she's trying to fight like and and Peter's holding her back and like all her limbs are trying to get forward it's just like oh you're so cute when you're trying to fight <laughs> yeah but you know what I I wouldn't want to take a punch from her I feel like she's feisty oh you know? for sure Peter better goes to the bar and this is where we meet some other people in the movie um, and one of them is the bartender. He gets drunk, and the bartender says he can name over 200 fish. 
which like is interesting like on its own but i feel like that's his party trick like i feel like his ability to name the 200 fish or whatever that he knows is his party trick what is yours or like what is something that you like you know just know like i feel like i annoyingly know a lot about history and like i can i can totally oh my like god ruin. you're so nerdy i know i feel like i can ruin conversations with it but like i know a lot of random things like a lot of random like facts I feel, I feel like, like I've you're... never seen that party trick. Oh, okay. Well, like I said, it doesn't have to be a party trick. Like, like he's a bartender. He chats with people all the time. Like, how many times does he pull out the I know 200 fish? Oh, he probably pulls it out all the time. 100%, because yeah. that's the only way he'd remember 200 fish. I, I think this is my party trick. The fact that um, you have a podcast? That, that, that I know so much about romantic comedies. Oh. Oh, this is true. The quick facts. Oh, like that could be everyone's. Yeah. Everyone, all our listeners. So, so low key, Sarah and I were on the, uh, we were on the radio uh, yes, this I, past week. I posted it. So we're, oh, we're cool. going to share the audio if yeah. you guys want to hear it. Um, oh, well now I'm going to spoil the audio oh, because I used my party bad. trick there. My knowledge of romantic comedies. They wanted each oh. of us to pick, you know, what's your best romantic comedy to watch with your significant other around Valentine's Day. And right? FYI, I picked this movie. Sarah picked this one, which is why we're doing it <laughs> in the lead up to Valentine's Day. <laughs> I picked 10 things I hate about mm-hmm. you, but I didn't say that. I said, I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate the way you stare. I hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I... I nailed the whole thing. He did, and he won. We put it to a vote for, like, callers to call in. Although it was really cool. No, you, actually, no, 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 no. You did not crush me. It was a tie. And the girl who called in was like, I'm the deciding vote? <laughs> Very perplexed. Yes, she was, and she chose you. But I think that is a party trick for you because, like, really, you knew that entire poem. Mm off the top of your head and it truly was off the top of his head i hate the way you're always right i hate it when you lie i hate it when you make me laugh even worse when you make me cry i hate it when you're not around the fact that you didn't call but mostly sarah i hate the way i don't hate you (laughs) not even close not even a little bit not even at all wow party trick number one (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah i can quote the poem from (laughs) 10 things i hate about you there you go put that on a t-shirt Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so then once everybody else leaves the bar, it's just Rachel and Peter. He ends up kind of chatting with her and ends up asking her if they want to go to the 4th of July party together. So they go to the 4th of July party. And this is where Jonah <laughs> Jonah Hill asks Aldous Snow to go up on stage and sing a song. This is where we get the first glimpse of the Inside of You song. Great song. This this movie had amazing original music, which I'm going to talk it more did. about later. Yes, this song was written, and it's a, it is a quick fact, but um, it was written by Jason Siegel. I noticed that in the credits. Actually, I, I was watching it for those songs in the credits because there there are some mainstream songs. Yeah. In this movie, mm-hmm. so like while the credits were rolling, I'm like, oh, but where's the weird stuff? <laughs> Who wrote the Dracula thing? Fun fact: He wrote that. He, he co-wrote did. that as well. Yes, yeah. he did. Um, so yeah, the inside of you song. There's another part to like why he wrote it and like the reasoning behind this song specifically. Well, like in your quick facts. Yes. So fascinated. So it, and I actually thought it was really interesting. I was like, this, w- this is actually the perfect. <laughs> 
What? No, I just really like what we're gonna talk about Jason Siegel's rationale about writing a song yeah. about being inside of another woman. Yes. And it's like it is perfect. See, that's that's what we call a hook. That's a tease know. for the rest of the podcast. I know. Stick around, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> Odor's ancient scars Avert these wandering eyes But you took me by surprise When you let me inside of you Inside of you Inside of you This went from six to midnight Teach me how to grow While I'm moving inside of you Whoa, 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 whoa. I've got a question. I'm sorry. I just realized whoa, it. Whoa, okay. Sarah, we talked about this many moons ago, so many episodes many ago. Moons. Maybe you remember. Mm. Sarah mm-hmm. hates it when guys sing to Oh, her. my God. In yes. fact, there was a specific traumatic experience where a guy played guitar <laughs> for Sarah. Yes. And what was your reaction there? You... No, it was super freaking awkward. It's just awkward when a, when somebody sings to you. It it was just one on one. So like I had nowhere to look. Like I didn't know where to put my eyes. I didn't know where to look. I didn't know what to do with my hands. Like I had no pockets. Like I was sitting on the bed and I think he was at his desk and like he was just like playing his guitar and singing me a song and I'm just sitting there. It may have been Wonderwall. I can't remember. <laughs> um and like it was because so awkward. <laughs> I don't. I I don't know why I think that it was Wonderwall, but um, it's because that's uh, the first song that every person learns on guitar. Yeah. So that it was really awkward because it was one on one. I think in in a wait. So so if you're Sarah Marshall, you would rather be among a group of people while Aldous Snow <laughs> sings inside of you. I mean that song in particular, <laughs> I don't know. But in general, it would be better than just one on one because then I could look at everyone else's reactions to the song that's being played. I have somewhere to put my eyes. <laughs> I'm gonna that's make it the my concern. Mission. I- I'm gonna learn how to play that inside oh, you song. Oh my God. That's my mission. Okay, but it doesn't like it wouldn't bother me or be awkward if you sang to me one on one. No, I'm gonna sing it on the pod. Oh, okay. For everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is fantastic. Oh, is that not awkward now? Okay. We're We're, holding it to you. We're getting the whole range of where Sarah's comfortable with being sung to. I wasn't dating him or married to him. (laughs) One-on-one, no. In a crowd, yes. On a pod, yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) You're also my husband, so it doesn't matter. It's not awkward if you sing to me. (laughs) You'll probably cry (laughs) when singing to me anyway. I get emotional, okay, guys? So, like, it wouldn't be awkward to me because at least Uh, then I could, like, have a good chuckle, you know? That's just an easy argument winner. Like, anybody can be like, yeah, you you cry at romantic comedies, though. I'll be like, yeah, I I do cry a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not a bad thing. But I just know it like, wouldn't be awkward. Like if I guess somebody, we'll find if out. somebody else saying, yeah, it's just really weird. It's really weird. I don't know what it is. Like if somebody were to hire a band and like play at dinner, like that. Okay, that this is another awkward situation. Just really quick, if we were having dinner and somebody came up and started playing at our table, like a little mariachi band, that would be weird. Really? Like, yeah, it would just be like I I wouldn't know what to do. Well, see, like, do it's... I continue to eat or do I listen? Stop and listen to them? Wow, there, there are or... layers to this. <laughs> Because now that's the, the Sarah hates the one on one, but now it's the one on one plus the the, the musicians. Yes. <laughs> added but, another element but, to it. But yeah, if the if the musicians are there just like for me, then 
in in a cr- crowd like it's awkward but like Aldous Snow was singing to a crowd we need we need um what what's the thing with the circles like, like a, a flow ben, chart you need a, a, a flow Venn chart. diagram or something with the circles so like where where's the the grade in areas <laughs> or a flow and... chart are you alone <laughs> yes <laughs> yes no <laughs> and then you go to the next thing <laughs> are you eating yes no do you have somewhere to avert your gaze yes no yes. can you do something with your hands do you have pockets <laughs> exactly (laughs) yes we need that big time somebody do that up (laughs) okay so rachel and peter go to an after party with um all the employees from the resort and she tells him to go change his shirt before they go what are your thoughts on hawaiian shirts are they a total dad move oh absolutely hawaiian shirts are the worst the worst like at all times like are Hawaiian shirts the worst at all times? When are Hawaiian shirts okay? I don't know. I have a Hawaiian shirt. Is it okay when a girl wears it versus a guy? Absolutely. So a girl can wear a Hawaiian shirt. Absolutely. But can a guy wear it if they're a dad? I think they wear it because they're a dad. It's not like <laughs> it's like a it's not a chicken and an egg thing. It's like <laughs> you're wearing it because you're a dad. So not Tommy Bahama, I think that's like the the brand that they buy it from. Like that is a total dad brand. Hundred percent. So, yeah, like Rachel and Peter, they're kind of hanging out. They they hang out after her shift. They go to the beach, have a few drinks on the beach. We meet her ex-boyfriend, actually. Seems like that was a toxic relationship of, in some way. Yeah. But more or less, Peter and Rachel now end up at not the not the resort bar, but like a bar in, in like the in town. In town, yeah. yeah. And we're starting to feel a little bit of uh, maybe some chemistry happening here when all of a sudden... My best scene occurs. Your best scene. The stage band says. Tonight we have a special guest from the mainland singing a song from his Dracula musical. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Peter Bretter. (laughs) Because at some point, um, Peter explained to Rachel that, yeah, like I'm a musician, I'm on this stupid crime scene show. But like, you know, the thing I'm passionate about that I've kind of been working on is this Dracula musical. I I don't think she realizes what is about to happen. Oh my god! And I remember the first time watching this movie. I don't think anybody knew uh, it was no, going to happen. No one knew. It's so totally awkward. It's it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> you know how in Wedding Singer, it's like the songs are good, even when they're bad, they're good. This song is is bad. It's still good, but it's just uncomfortable because you don't exactly know where it's going. As soon as Peter starts singing. It's getting kind of hard to believe things are going to get better. I've been drowning too long to believe that the tide's going to turn. And I, I thought, holy shit, this is horrible. And then a bit about midway through, you're really letting the uncomfortability of it, whatever, <laughs> seep in. But you're also thinking, oh, this song actually doesn't suck. And by the end, you're like, wow, there may be something here. The song's kind of cool. God will run down his face when he is decapitated. Ah! His head on my mantle is how I will let this world know how much I love you. Die. 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 I can't. But like you just, 
experience this maximum level of awkwardness that <laughs> yes i think the dracula song is one of my most underrated musical moments in a romantic comedy we passed my best scene and it's only because it's like a side scene where we meet paul rudd <laughs> do we just want to slip this in right now yeah okay. i'm just gonna slip it in now because um he's kind of already been introduced a few times throughout this movie he was at the bar the initial time with the 200 fish and that kind of thing but um i think the next day um after peter arrives to hawaii he decides to take some surf lessons and we meet kunu yeah i think and it's played by he's played by paul rudd which like i mean come on guys i love paul rudd he is a very eclectic very granola down-to-earth surfer instructor um but this scene carries so much information about, like, just himself, and he's hilarious. Like, but it's so, like, underrated. It's so low-key. Like, you really have to listen to what he says in this movie. Like, he hits so many jokes and so many great lines in this scene that unless you're truly paying attention, like, you don't catch them all. But they're so funny. Like, it's so well done. I think outside of Aldous Snow. Uh, Kunu has the best lines in the movie. Yeah. He has two specific ones that, that stick out to me. Are you, uh, are you Chuck? Oh, man, you know, they won't change that flyer. That's my mainland name. My Hawaiian name is Kunu. Oh, cool. Sorry. Yeah. Nah, it's all good. Does Kunu have some, like, cool Hawaiian meaning? It means Chuck. And Peter says, oh, what does it mean? He's like, it means Chuck. I just, <laughs> there's, you can go online. There's a Hawaiian name generator. Chuck is Kunu. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's another line where they're out like in the waves and uh, like like on the on the ocean. Peter's asking Chuck about like, you know, living in Hawaii. He's like, oh, man, it's great. I, I even got rid of my watch when I got. Oh, yeah. Peter's like, oh, wow. Like, that's really cool. And he's like, well, yeah, like my, my phone just tells time. <laughs> so I don't I didn't need a watch anymore. <laughs> it's like, really? I don't know. He's just you're right. Uh, outside of Aldous Snow, Aldous Snow had the best lines in this movie for sure. Yes, he did. But it, the delivery of Paul Rudd's lines, I mean, he's fantastic in every movie. And again, another great side character that he plays in this movie. But like, and I'm sure I sound like a broken record on this podcast. There are certain actors who like they can carry a movie like Paul Rudd and Jonah Hill. Both of them can carry a movie. But if you if you like just need somebody to be extremely funny mm-hmm. for like you're gonna have thirty lines in this movie you're gonna be in it for like three scenes total we need maximum hilarity out of these moments delivery yeah yeah like he he's in it for honest to god like probably three significant scenes that's it that's all you get with Paul mm-hmm. Rudd and he's amazing in it <laughs> he has the best some of the best lines he does he's in the movie for like five minutes total. So Sarah finds out that her show gets canceled and Aldous is there and trying to like make her feel better. But I don't really think he knows how. And he says, you know, you must be pumped because that's what you want. You want to break into film. And Aldous says, like, why don't you come on tour with me and you can be the queen of the sorrow suckers, their groupies. Oh, my God. Like when he said that again, this is like such a good delivery line by him. I was dying. So this is kind of where Sarah starts to find out a few things about Aldous that she didn't previously know. Like that one, he was going on tour for 18 months and um, she had no idea. And that um, he has groupies and probably sleeps with them. And they're named the Sorrow Suckers. Yeah. And we're getting a few different layers here because like 
Sarah Marshall was cheating on Peter with Aldous. Yeah. Aldous has definitely not only been having sex with Sarah Marshall, though. He's got his sorrow suckers out there. You yeah. Know. Yeah, it's something. That's, <laughs> that's something. Lot. Yeah. That that's... Is, I mean, we got the Beliebers. We have the One Directioners. We have the Sorrow Is it suckers. the One Deers? No, that? I don't know. I was never a One Direction fan. I'm a Belieber, though. <laughs> oh I love Justin Bieber. We had Timbits in Canada that Justin Bieber collaborated with Tim Hortons on, like our coffee shop. And... um. They were delicious. I went out and bought them. But like they had all this merch. Like you could get hats, you could get bags. Tim Beebs. Tim Beebs. They were called Tim Beebs. And um And Timbits, by the way, are just donut holes. They're donut they're, holes. They're the yeah. circle part of the donut. Yes, yes, if you don't know. Yeah. And we call them Timbits in Canada. And um and Michael Buble, who is also a singer in, from Canada, um, thought that he should also get a chance to collaborate with Tim Hortons. With Buble balls. With Buble balls. It's mostly a joke. <laughs> It's like, I, oh, I, Justin Bieber stole my idea. I, Tim Beebs. Okay, let's be honest. Buble balls. I feel like <laughs> if he had the opportunity, he would take it and do buble balls. Especially around Christmas with his Christmas album. Oh, oh that's good. You know what? Hold up, hold up, hold up, Sarah. He should, okay. Michael Buble should do Christmas tree ornaments, call them buble balls, oh my God, and yes. sell them for charity. Oh. <gasps> We should get in touch with him. Honest to God, he should do that. He should. That's a great idea. I would love a buble ball. Do we get a discount at Tim Hortons? No. Okay. <laughs> Completely unrelated to Tim Hortons. I know, I know. <laughs> um, and then so Sarah on the other side again realizes that Peter was always there for her when he when she needed him to support her and to be there for her when she was having a bad day. And Aldous doesn't do that. So interestingly enough, you know, she goes up to Peter and says, like, hey, like, by the way, our show got canceled. And he said, oh, OK, like, wow, you know, I'm kind of screwed now because the Dracula thing hasn't kicked off yet. And like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But they have a nice little heart to heart. They he, do. You can see that he has a little bit more um, emotional depth, let's say, than Aldous Snow. Yes. But this is the first time that we see Peter realizes through a flashback that he's always there for her supporting her. But she's never been there for him. And this is where we start to see like split of like that. He's starting to get over her, which is super. And it's the opposite for her because she's realizing all oh, these moments snap. that Peter was was stepping up and being a great guy. I saw you with Peter. Bretter? Yeah. Who's my ex-boyfriend? Oh, my God. I'm really, I'm really sorry. One more thing about Peter. Um, he's a really good guy. Really good. Like, great actually yeah so the next day him and rachel go on a hike they have an adventure they jump off rocks much out of his comfort zone so he's really pushing himself he's really trying he's starting to like rachel it's great then he finds out whoa oh, sarah you're oh, even I'm missing so they sorry. kiss in the ocean after they jump off oh my god the ledge yes that's right i'm we so sorry we get the sorry. mila kunis jason siegel kiss we do we get the first kiss in the water and what a moment magical it was so we're falling in love, guys. We're falling in like right now. We're sure. <laughs> wow, you won't you won't give Peter Bretter the love from Rachel? Not yet. yet. Not yet. Okay, fair Not enough. Not yet. We're falling in like though, sure. So after he goes for another surfing lesson with Kunu. Except like Kunu's not out there with him, which is bizarre, but he's like determined to get up on that board. And while he's out there, Aldous Snow is out there as well. They have a really, really good chat, and he's like, Man, I didn't want to like you, but I do like you. 
Aldous knows a chill guy. And then it turns out that Peter finds out that Aldous actually had sex with Sarah a year ago and that they've been having an affair since then. Yeah, it's been about a year. Question, though, about uh, <clears throat> Chuck or Kunu, yeah. the surf instructor. Mm-hmm. Do you know anyone like him? Like someone who just went off into the world to live that resort lifestyle? Totally. I do. I have a friend from high school who um, went out west for skiing and snowboarding. He went out to the mountains. He went out to the ma- mountains and um, never came back. Um <laughs> <laughs> he's still alive though he's, yes, he is. we've checked up on him he's yeah, okay yeah, yeah. no he is but um <laughs> never heard from again <laughs> no but i think he ended up being like an instructor out there and like he's like you know loving his life and i don't I, you know what i haven't touched base with him in a really long time but yeah he went out there right after high school and i'm convinced that most people who live the the resort lifestyle unless you're like a local yeah Nobody does those gigs is totally normal, you know? Normal? I mean, he's pretty normal. Is he? Yeah. What's he I like? mean, he's pretty chill. Like, that's the other thing. Like, is, the, he's kind of like chill. Is he a kunu type chill? Yeah, he's yes, a kunu type okay. chill. That's not totally normal. Well, I don't know. What's normal? What What does, what is normal to you? Don't give me the whole define normal stuff. Well, I'm just Nobody's saying. normal. Well, nobody is normal. I had a friend who did the cruise ship thing okay. for a few years. Mm-hmm. And um, I found this really funny. I only, like, really got to know him after he came back from the cruise ship lifestyle. But um, he was a bartender on a cruise ship. What he did before that is he had a band in the 2000s, like a pop punk punk band. Okay. Think Third Eye Blind. Oh. Think Matchbox 20 kind of vibes. Nice. Well, they just sucked instead, though. okay. So if you're ever on a cruise ship and you're like, who's this guy serving me right now? He probably just tried to be like Counting Crows and it didn't pan out. And now he's on a cruise ship. He didn't play on the cruise ship, right? Like, he was just a bartender on no, the cruise No, that's what ship. I mean. He's, he was just a bartender. Oh, okay. He even had that one of those stupid cruise ship tricks where somebody would hand him a credit card, and he would pick it up. He would grab it with his left hand. He would put it behind his back, mm-hmm. behind his head, flick his fingers, and he would shoot across his shoulder to his right hand. That took a lot of practice in his, right. in his yacht room. Right. Where mm-hmm. he had the debit machine and that's when he would run your car. But he would do that with everybody. You hand him a credit card, that... you pick it up, sh- like flick it right yeah. over his shoulder to his other hand, which was ready with the machine. That's his 200 fish. <laughs> yes. That's his party <laughs> trick. And you know what? When we were chatting, he had not been working that for yeah. a long time and he still knew how to do it. And he showed me <laughs> So, yes, you're right. Yeah, he does that at parties. Because he still practiced. 100% that that is what he did. Yeah. This is really embarrassing. <laughs> it's like super embarrassing, isn't it? I mean, like I've seen worse. Well, you got serenaded with Oasis Wonderwall, Sarah. Fair oh, enough. my God. You've seen worse. No. We all know. It's terrible. Um, so, Peter decides that he's going to confront Sarah about it, about the affair. And, mm-hmm. and she tells him that he, he was drowning and... In his own self-pity, not motivated, bringing her down. But it's still not a reason to cheat. Like, either you try to fix it, and if you can't fix it, then you break up. Like, don't go and find, like, somebody else to bang the whole time. I actually like this section, because I, I I agree with you, but I also disagree. Uh, okay. Be- well, just because, like, listen, she shouldn't have cheated, 100%. That's factual. But we had this kind of woe is me, Jason Siegel yes, thing for, yes. like, an hour. Yeah. And then there is the justification of like, listen, you you weren't awesome. Like mm-hmm. you, Peter Breder is not a perfect guy. You were not happy. You were not happy, and you weren't making her happy. Yeah. Cheating was not the answer. Mm-hmm. But like, 
I don't know. I just felt like Judd Apatow does a good job at writing, and granted, he was only a producer on this, but I feel like that was a real relationship and a real scenario, although Sarah Marshall is a celebrity. Um, I also found this movie does a, a really good job at not making any person a huge asshole. Yeah, like it Sarah does. Marshall, yeah, 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 you're right. She kind of sucks. Her rationale for breaking up with Peter makes a little bit of sense. Like, she shouldn't have cheated. But, like, I didn't walk away thinking she's the worst human being ever. As well, Aldous Snow is a huge douche. But I'm not like, oh, like, he's the, like, he's actually kind of likable despite that. Yes, yes, agreed. And I don't think, and I think the thing about Aldous Snow is that he doesn't recognize the hurt that he's doing to other people. And he doesn't do anything maliciously. He's just, like, off in the world trying to bang as many people as possible. He is and, living his own life. Yeah, and, and oops, oh, I didn't realize that would upset you. The P- Peter, I thought you knew that she was having sex with me over the past year. Yeah. You know, like, he just, there was no concept that he'd hurt his feelings. Yeah, yeah, and he knows about it, and he feels bad, but, he, I mean, he's still going to do it. Well, he feels a little bit bad about it. <laughs> yeah, he does. Okay, so this was close to my, my best scene. It's the, they're at the dinner. And at this point, we realize that Sarah realizes that she's made a mistake. And when they're waiting for their table, Peter and Rachel are ahead of them. And they're, in fact, moving to their table at that point. So Peter and Rachel are having dinner. Like, sparks are flying here. They are. Yes, they are. And, you know, Peter's nice, nice to offer. Hey, um, have a lovely evening, you two. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Have yeah. a great dinner, you guys. You're welcome to join us, obviously. If you like. Okay. Dream what? What? She immediately accepts, and Aldous says, no, no, we're good. And then he kind of looks at her and goes, uh, what the heck? We're now going for dinner with them. The dinner itself is hilarious. Aldous tells the, the table that he believes you can screw anyone, anytime, anywhere. And again, Sarah finds this piece of information out, and she finds out so much about him on this trip. One being that the current Hawaiian shirt that she is that he is wearing like he absolutely hates yeah she bought it for him 100 percent. yeah that that's a big thing and as well it's a big thing because she has the flashbacks of peter wearing her stupid clothing items that she buys for him and he he did it pridefully like yeah have my you, wife bought me have, or my girlfriend bought me have this. you worn something that i've bought you that you hate no but you have bought me things that i hate what what have i bought you that you hate oh i can't think of it right now i just don't wear it <laughs> but it's not something you wear have you have I ever brought you something that you just like don't like at all? Yeah, of course. You can't think of anything? No, because I just don't wear them. I just put them I think you don't want to tell me. in the back corner of my closet and I never think about them ever. You can you can oh, okay. go up to the top shelf of my closet in the back. There's I'm sure something that you purchased for me that I don't uh How rude. You're you're pretty good though. Most of the stuff you buy is pretty good. I think I'm pretty good. You are very good. Yeah. Every girl is going to buy her guy one thing that the guy's like, "What?" A fedora, really? I would never buy you a fedora. But I think is that what happens with Sarah Marshall and Peter? Is there, <laughs> yeah. There's a hat or something. Yeah, there definitely is, is a hat. Yeah. There's like a, a man purse as well. Oh my god. Um, or like a satchel or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few things. The flashbacks are really funny in this too. It's yeah. a really good glimpse into their relationship prior to their breakup, and yeah. I did. It was a nice touch again. Um, so when they get back from dinner, uh, Peter and Rachel, they have sex, but Sarah gets jealous, so she hops on Aldous. Well, wait, so at this mm. point of the movie, Peter has been moved out of that like big yes, estate room. that's right. The only thing available was the room beside Aldous Snow and Sarah Marshall. Which kills me. Hilarious. So, yeah, they get back from, from dinner, and Sarah Marshall, and she, she can hear the happenings <laughs> in that room. Yeah. They're banging, and she can hear the whole thing. 
Yeah. And so she gets jealous. And so, like I said, she hops on Aldous and they have sex. And um, but Aldous realizes what she's doing and says that he's made a mistake going to Hawaii with her. And they actually break up. They get into a huge argument. And the best part, the this was the best part of the entire scene. She tells him that she hates his music. And he says, yeah, well, I screwed the housekeeper the other day. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, again, perfect delivery of this line. I loved it. So Aldous the next morning is ready to go, bags packed, waiting for his um, pickup to go to the airport. And he tells Peter that he's a saint for putting up with her for all those years. It was really, how you served five years under her, I don't know, you deserve a medal or a holiday or at least a cuddle from somebody. You were only here for a week. Well, I don't know, for me, like one week of it was like sort of, it's like going on holiday with... I, I don't know, I wouldn't say Hitler, but certainly Goebbels. It was like a little holiday with Hitler. So Peter, you know, knows that they've broken up and he goes to talk to Sarah. And this was like, oh, like I was yelling at the movie. I was yeah, like, I no, know. don't do it, Peter. They end up making out and almost having sex, which is quite a funny part in the movie. It's pretty funny. Well, yeah, it gets to the point where she's uh, performing an act on him to get him <laughs> into shape to do it. Into shape to do it. Doesn't quite work. Doesn't quite work out. And then he freaks out at her because, you know, he's still hurt about the cheating thing and all that. Yeah, he's butthurt. And uh, he he realizes that he doesn't love her anymore, I think. That's part of it, too, I think. But then he tells... Okay. (gasps) Yes. Should he have told Rachel? Okay, that's what I have, too. I was like, what? You know, uh, Peter tells Rachel and she tells him to leave. And like, I, you know, that she's done. She doesn't want anything to do with him. Would you be pissed if like if you were in her situation? Like, I think I would be. It, it's it's hard because he's on vacation. He's trying to get over her. But then he just literally tried to almost have sex with her. Yeah, I'd be pissed, too. If you're Peter, do you tell her? That's hard. Yeah. Like, I feel I feel like he's very like it just goes to show his character and his personality for telling Rachel so like I had no qualms with him telling her but he does redeem himself (laughs) he goes to so so the night of the Dracula musical moment he's in the washroom and he realizes that in the boys washroom there are all these photos of uh naked women on the wall topless yeah Rachel is on the wall so he mentions it to her she says uh you'd have to fight the bartender to get that back the owner yeah so he ends up going into that bar going into the rot washroom grabbing the pitcher getting the shit beaten out of him by the owner, and he slaps it on the receptionist's desk. And then he leaves. And he gets out of there. Yeah. Rachel sees, wow, this one last, you know, romantic, grand romantic gesture. I would probably, like, think about forgiving him, though, at that point. That, like, was a true, like, he, she knew what he had to go through to get that picture back. So we fast forward. We do. To the Dracula musical. He gets his shit together. It's actually occurring. It does. The, this, this, and it, it's a sold out show. It's mm-hmm. going great. Yep. He um, invites Rachel. He he does. He sends her a flyer. He yeah. invites her. And Rachel shows up for she the does. performance of yeah. his, his Dracula musical mm-hmm. in LA, which is awesome. Um, after the show, they they meet up real quick. They have a little chit chat. And it turns out, so, so there's a backstory that Rachel kind of went off to Hawaii for a guy and like she ended up just staying there, kind of like, yes, like, like I think her life was just kind of drifting, and she wasn't really motivated to go back to school and like 
maybe she was afraid to do what she wanted to do. So and fail, yeah. yeah, yeah, afraid to fail. So she's back in L.A. and she's like, yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm looking at a few schools and stuff. I'm ready to go back to school. And obviously, Peter has risen above. You know, he's like a phoenix being reborn from the ashes of his. Wow, life what Sarah a metaphor! Marshall. Here we go. And the Dracula musical's a thing, and they agree, hey, like, let's grab some drinks while you're in town. And I love the way this movie ends. Yeah. They agree. They're going to meet while she's in town. She leaves, and he can't believe he let her go again. She can't believe that she just left him again. She turns back, goes back inside, opens the door to his dressing room, and he is standing there buck naked, calling her at the same time, and she says she missed him. And then they kiss. It was epic. So good. A lot of naked Jason Segel. Lots of nakedness for Jason, yes. But a a lovely end to a really lovely movie. Like the honest to God, outside of Bill Hader's character, who I purposely have not mentioned this entire podcast. Yes, me too. um, Like I can't think of any screaming issues in this movie it's it's just such a good fun watch the comedy is great mm-hmm. and the love story it feels real it feels compelling the characters seem like they have so much life and then there are other characters like Aldous Snow and Chuck who are larger than life and just silly and zany totally it, it's a it's a complete movie it is, it is. You, it's got you, everything they, there's no plots that are left un unmade like well, and whatever plots there are, they just finish it with get him to the Greek. We, we oh learn all about God. all the snow. This is true. <laughs> yes. And so even at the end of this movie, Sarah Marshall grabs another very similar oh my TV show. Is I think it's called Animal Instincts or yeah. something like that, where she can talk to, to animals <laughs> and solve crimes. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, I think there was a very similar TV show in real life. Oh, yeah. Like, they're they're doing puns on, like, the, the are. Ch- crappy network TV, Yeah, you know. Are we on to quick facts? We are. Kristen Bell injured her knee while filming a horse scene, which didn't make the final cut. In scenes towards the end of the movie, she walks with a slight limp. Hawaii's state fish really is humu humu nuku nuku a pua a. <laughs> it is pronounced what I just said, and so they broke it down phonetically for me there. <laughs> the film is based on the script writer Jason Siegel's experience breaking up with Linda Cardellini as well as three other breakups with unspecified women. Siegel has said that the naked breakup did not involve um, Cardellini and that she was a great girlfriend. But she's his uh, co-star from Freaks and Geeks? Yes. Yes. An action figure of famed psychiatrist Carl Jung can be seen hanging from the side of Peter's refrigerator. The quote on the box reads, Everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. Jason Siegel wrote the song Inside of You as an attempt at the worst song your ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend could sing in front of you. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's my Mission favorite. Totally. <laughs> Jason Siegel was actually naked dumped in real life, like I said. While being dumped, he thought to himself, that would be so good in a movie one day. While being dumped, he put clothes on midway through. He said, picking out an outfit for the second half of a breakup is the hardest outfit you'll ever pick in your life. <laughs> like, do you want to put a dress shirt on or just like sweats and an ugly tee? You know, so many choices. Matter. Do you want to look good when you're bra- being broken up well, with? I don't know. You know what's happening. Jason Siegel didn't tell his mother about the nude scene as a joke, but she didn't find it funny and cried. <laughs> she also sent an email out to family members warning them about the scene. No. Oh, <laughs> 
Mila Kunis's flash picture is a body double. When the film was first released, Universal promoted it by hiring skywriters to fly over cities where it was playing with messages like, I hate you, Sarah Marshall. Real-life women named Sarah Marshall got calls from their friends asking if they were having any trouble with their husbands or boyfriends. Some complained to the authorities, but were told that under the First Amendment, there was nothing they could do to stop it. <laughs> Jason Siegel's character plays a part of the theme of The Muppet Show. In 2011, Siegel and Nicholas Stroller and Nicholas Stoller were screenwriters for The Muppets in 2011. He also actually plays piano. He, like in this in Sarah, forgetting Sarah Marshall in many Hawaiian scenes Jason Siegel's character wears a t-shirt that promotes Norman's rare guitars it's actually a real store in Tarzana California frequented by rock stars and musicians the scene where Peter and Aldous make fun of Sarah's movie about a killer phone was written without knowing Kristen Bell had starred in Pulse in 2006 a movie with a similar premise in his stand-up DVD, Russell Brand, Doing Life Live in 2007, while talking about making this film, Russell Brand revealed that he had fancied Mila Kunis. Jack McBriar and Maria Thayer played a married couple. This was the married couple in the movie. They were briefly romantically involved in 30 Rock, St. Valentine's Day, in 2009. Mila Kunis and Kristen Bell co-starred again in Bad Moms in 2016 and A Bad Mom Christmas in 2017. Those were really funny movies. During the faux preview for Animal Instincts, Jason Bateman plays Kristen Bell's partner. Bateman would later play Bell's husband in Couples Retreat in 2009. Ooh. During the montage of Peter and Sarah on the different red carpets, one photographer shouts, Andre the Giant, out of the shot, please. In I Love You, Man, in 2009, Jason Siegel's character quotes Andre's line from The Princess Bride, anybody want a peanut? To Paul Rudd's character, which I have to say is like one of my favorite lines in that entire movie from I Love You, Man. <laughs> Cynthia Nixon is in the background when Jason Siegel's character mocks sex in the city while getting drunk at the bar. What? Mm -hmm. That's wild. I know. She's got a cameo. Kristen Bell and William Baldwin star in... Kristen Bell and William Baldwin starred in Gossip Girl in 2007. They never shared screen time because Bell played the voice of Gossip Girl. Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd also starred together in Knocked Up, I Love You Man, This Is 40, and This Is The End. Although both only have brief, brief roles in the latter and share no dialogue with each other. Kristen Bell's show, Veronica Mars, was canceled the day before she shot the scene where Sarah, in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, finds out that her show was canceled. No way. So she drew on from real experience, which I love for uh, Veronica Mars, the TV show. Just saying. The TV show that Sarah plays on, Crime Scene, Scene of the Crime, is pulled from real life experience from when Jason Siegel guest starred on the TV show CSI. He wanted to do a parody of the real life show. Jonah Hill and Carla Gallo have appeared in four other films together. Superbad, Get Him to the Greek, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, and Funny People. According to the name tag when he served Peter Rum, the helpful Hawaiian waiter is named Loa. This was Paul Rudd and Kristen Bell's second time working together. They also appeared in the Veronica Mars episode, Veronica Mars Debasement Tapes, in 2007. Jonah Hill also starred in Get Him to the Greek, a spinoff of this movie, as the character Aaron Green. Again, Russell Brand also plays Aldous Snow in this movie, um, where he performs Inside You again. <laughs> 
In this movie, Jonah Hill's character um, also gives Aldous Snow his own music demo CD. And Jonah Hill meets Aldous Snow, but as a completely different character. Honorable mentions. Okay, so my honorable mentions, Paul Rudd. He is the character we didn't know we needed. Okay. Love it. And, okay, so the first morning that Peter is there, he goes for brunch. And that's where we meet the waiter, Loa. And he's watching all the people around and all, like, the love happening. And there is a couple who um, the guy is taking a picture of the girl eating her breakfast. My honorable mention is the Instagram boyfriend, the guy taking pictures (laughs) of his girlfriend at breakfast. Classic, yeah. It's needed on vacation. The the vacation Instagram boyfriend, hell yeah. Correct, yes. My honorable mention is the Dracula musical itself. Love it. Very underrated. I think this whole process of he makes this Dracula comedy romance musical, the music is really quite fun. It's like, I think it's like such a strange, beautiful thing that makes this like no other romantic comedy, if this makes sense. Like without the Dracula musical, I would say, oh, this is... This is a very, very good romantic comedy. Actually, no, it it would still be a great romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. But like, aside from maybe Wedding Singer, in terms of just the funniness of the original song, yeah, it just gets me. It's it's like no other. Okay, I like that. What should have been? Okay, so my what should have been is that Bill Hader should not have been such a hater. Oh my god, my yeah, I, I agree. I have no what should have been for this movie, but I agree. Bill Hader shouldn't even have been in this movie. No. Like, I, he was an unnecessary piece to this movie. And he was a negative. He was like a dark cloud. He was just, like, angry all the yeah. time. He was yelling and, a lot. And Bill Hader's good. I was going to say, I quite he's like great. Bill Hader. I yeah. just, his character in this movie, I was just kind of like, why? Like, don't be such a ha-. Like, and I know it's a play on his last name, but, I like. I know you're really hammering that home. Like, <laughs> I was like, why? Why are you doing this? So, yeah, that's my what should have been, yeah, is that he shouldn't have been man. such a hater. And overall rewatchability. Yes. This is going to be big, because I don't think we've done a movie this well liked in a really long time. Oh, maybe maybe since Forty Year Old Virgin. Okay, so mine score is as follows: chemistry five, storyline four point five, thirst factor four point seven five, imagination four point five, soundtrack four, cheese five for an overall score of four point six three. Ooh, so I've got chemistry five out of five, storyline five out of five, thirst factor of four, imagination of five. Soundtrack, 4.75. And Cheese is a 5. For an overall score of 4.79. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. If you've been listening to us on Spotify, uh, make sure you follow us, subscribe on the podcast. Reach out with any questions on Instagram, at Rom-Com Rewind. Thanks for listening.